Head to Milwaukee Burger Company in Wausau to score pregame during the 1920 season. Buy two entrees and receive a basket of cheese curds 50% off. You won't regret it. fans and welcome inside the den one final time as this is going to be the last episode in season one of uh, the inside the den podcast as the uh, Riverwolf season has come to a close I guess naturally so will uh, season one I've had a really good time doing this podcast and I'm sure we'll get around to uh, my thank yous here in uh, just a few minutes. But first, we should talk about the incredible weekend of hockey that the Riverwolves had to finish up their season. Uh, actually, two weekends of hockey starting with the game last Sunday. The Riverwolves uh, got on a bus after uh, a tough outing against the uh, Rochester Grizzlies. They got on a bus and uh, went down to... Milwaukee to take on the power they played them tough they played them to a two to two tie which uh, sent us in to overtime unfortunately it took just 12 seconds for Logan Drollett to uh, score with the assist from Garrett Alton and Wesley Knutson so uh, just 12 seconds into overtime the Riverwolves lose that one but it was a fine performance out of goaltender Joseph LaForge, who saved 34 out of 38 shots. Scoring for the River Wolves was Jake Minch, Jack Pascula, and Alex Rodriguez. So uh, A-Rod gets his first goal as a River Wolf down in Milwaukee. Congratulations to him. Jack Pascula also getting his first one on the season. And uh, Jake Minch getting his third on the season. The River Wolves came back had their final few days of practice, and then traveled to Wilmar to end the season with a two-game set against the Warhawks. They dropped the first game uh, by a score of 6-1, to one, came back with a vengeance on the following night, uh, wanted to make sure that they used uh, every single second possible that was uh, remaining in the NA3 season as the Riverwolves not only force overtime, but they force a shootout and end up winning it in a shootout. Uh, no better ending, no more fit uh, ending for this team who has grinded out all season, have played a lot of close games, and just uh, often did not go uh, the, their way in overtime. They uh, had some lucky bounces go the other way for the other team. Not this time around, as the River Wolves would force the shootout. Tyler Clack came up big, made three saves on four shot attempts, and the River Wolves uh, win the game on a beautiful move from Mitch Adolski. I believe, I believe Mitch's shootout goal can be found over on the River Wolves Instagram page. You can find that by searching Wausau R Wolves. And if my memory serves me correctly, uh, Raleigh Carlson scored in the shootout as well. The Riverwolves that scored in regulation were Jack Pascula and Jack Pascula again. So uh, Jack Pascula accounting for both of the Riverwolves goals in regulation. And then uh, it was either Mitch Adolski or Raleigh Carlson would put in the game winner. And of course, the Riverwolves were the away team. So Tyler Klatt still had to make that all-important last save. He was able to, and the celebration ensued 
Uh, it was nice watching the River Wolves be able to celebrate together and uh, enjoy their last game and their last day of the season with a victory. Uh, a lot of joy on the faces of these River Wolves players that can be seen. It's quite evident in all the pictures that were uploaded to uh, their various Instagrams to the uh, River Wolves Facebook page. Uh, those pictures were put out all over the place. If you not have not seen them yet, I would say uh, go seek them out, go find them. It's a, a rewarding feeling to see all the uh, happiness and joy on the face of the great River Wolves players who we have come to know so well over the course of this NA3 season. After that, the River Wolves uh, packed up their stuff. They got on a bus and came right back home, as you'll hear uh, Coach Bailey talk about later on in this podcast with uh, my exit interview with him. And uh, I jokingly call it an exit interview because uh, that's what he came back and did. As soon as they got off the bus, everybody went home. As they got home uh, very late, considering the daylight savings time. Didn't get home until about 4 in the morning, according to Coach Bailey. They came back to the rink, uh, packed up all their stuff, proceeded with the exit interviews, and everybody went home. Uh, you can hear a little bit more about uh, the process and uh, the end of the season details, again, coming up in just a few minutes with uh, head coach Colin Bailey. want to thank him and thank Zach Surway for spending so much time with me over the course of this podcast, sitting down with me every week and uh, being really easy to interview as well. Hopefully, uh, we were all entertaining to uh, listen to, and I believe uh, the podcast, if you listen back uh, episode one through episode 15, I believe we have gotten significantly better. I hope you agree, and I hope you will uh, continue to share this podcast even throughout the course of the off season. And of course, next season, whoever ends up being the uh, host of this uh, here podcast, whether it's me or somebody else, I hope it lives on and continues to grow and uh, becomes a part, a uh, important part of the River Wolves organization. So again, I think that will do it. Of course, I am Jake Senholz. You can follow me on Twitter at Senholz on Sports. I uh, just started writing for a brand new website called, well, brand new to me anyways. A website's been around for a few years, but it's called flurrysports.org, F-L-U-R-R-Y sports.org. I'm writing pieces for them each and every day. I would appreciate your support over there. Feel free to share the articles or uh, just click on them and read them. That's uh, all I'm asking you. And even just doing that helps me improve uh, leaps and bounds. And I'm always open for suggestions as well. If uh, anybody is not willing to grow in this business, that's when they start to die. And of course, uh, I am very young in my career yet and uh, still need a lot of improvements in a lot of different areas. So hopefully uh, you saw that come out through the course of this podcast and you'll be able to see it come out over the course of the next uh, however many articles, hundreds and hundreds of articles uh, I write for Flurry Sports. So again, that is at Sunholes on Sport. You can follow the River Wolves, keep up with them during the off season on your favorite social media by searching Wausau R Wolves. And uh, feel free to keep sharing around this podcast as well. It'll be available throughout the entirety of the off season, And uh, maybe we'll come back and uh, even do a little something for you. Uh, maybe catch up with Coach Bailey, see how recruiting is going or something along those lines at some point during the summer. But until then, 
Thank you very much for being inside the den. Thank you for all the support. And uh, we will talk to you next year. I'm Jake Senholz. Let's go Wolves. Hey, River Wolves fans. Visit autoselectonline.com to schedule your next service appointment today. Autoselect, you're good to go. And welcome back inside the den. For the final time this season, we sit down with Wausau River Wolves head coach, Colin Bailey. And uh, coach, got to be a pretty good feeling coming off of the final game of the season down in Wilmar. Your team... They didn't want the season to end. They squeezed uh, every single bit of life out of that game, out of the season, forced overtime, forced a shootout, and then uh, walked away victorious in that shootout. So, uh, first of all, congratulations on a nice season overall and a heck of a win to end the season. Uh, What was it like? I could see, obviously, all the the boys posted pictures on Instagram, and uh, pictures got posted to the Riverwolves Facebook page and stuff like that as well. They just looked like they were having a heck of a time down in Wilmar. Uh, just take us through the end of that game there, the shootout, uh, what it felt like after. Um, obviously, pretty good feeling all around. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I couldn't have asked for any any better way for that season to end, and you know, especially for the '99s as well. I mean, they they deserve that, and um, for everybody to have stuck through it, and you know, the, the hard times, and you know, lots of ups, lots of downs throughout the season, um, and for them to just stick through it and fight till the end says says more about this this group of guys than I could ever explain, and. Um, you know, I mean, these guys deserve that, you know, plain and simple. They came every day ready to work. And, you know, like I said, lots of downs and kind of a roller coaster season. And for them to come back and fight, fight all the way to the end says, says, you know, says so many things and I'm proud of them. Yeah, literally all the way to the end. And again, what a uh, heck of a way, an exciting way to uh, end the season and end the game. Again, mentioned it was a shootout and uh, when the last game of the season, you'd almost rather have it come down to a okay. shootout than say, I mean, you guys could have won by three, four, five goals. That would have been fun too. But yeah. hey, come down to a shootout. Give uh, some of those kids, oh, uh, like Mitch Adolski, somebody that a- is aging out. I think Raleigh shot, shot as well. Yeah. So they get one last, uh, you know, moment of glory yeah. here in a River Wolves jersey. Absolutely. Who who else uh, participated? Yeah, in the he shootout? sent out uh, Casey Couture to start, then Tanner Escrow, Mitchell Idolski, and then Raleigh Carlson finished her up. Uh, and you know, Mitchell and uh, Raleigh were able to. Able to bury. Uh, Casey had a fantastic move, and the goalie just made the save with his toe of his skate. I mean, it was a fantastic save, but even better move by Casey. And, you know, I mean, he kind of beat himself up, but it was, it was a fantastic save. Nothing he could do about that. And then Clatt just stood on the set as well. To say, Clatt, if you scored two out of four, that means Clatt had to stop three oh, yeah. out of four yep. to, to win the game. Um, so a great effort all around by all those guys. Anything special happen uh, after that Wilmar game? You guys uh, like stop anywhere? After no, special for dinner? No, do just anything? the uh, just the bus ride home, and with uh, daylight savings, we didn't get back till like what four forty-five in the morning. So I mean, uh, boys enjoyed themselves on the bus. You know, everybody kind of passed out towards the end there, but um, you know, it was definitely a great way to finish the season. I think everybody everybody ended the season on a on a positive note and happy with how. I mean, you know, obviously not happy with the record, but you know, happy with how. Everything else went and, you know, their improvement throughout the year. And, I mean, that's that's all you can ask for. And I think every single kid, you know, can reevaluate the season and look at themselves and say, hey, I, I became a better hockey player being here. And, uh, you know, feedback from most of the players is that's what, you know, that's what they see as well. And that kind of leads perfectly into my next question, which was going to be the big picture season in review. Obviously, you touched on a lot of that there. Um, but these guys um, – are playing in the NA3 for a reason, and that is, you know, player development, future commitments, and uh, things of that nature. 
Do you have anybody on the team this year that has already committed to a uh, to a higher level? Uh, they are in the process of doing that within a couple of days here. I think we should get our first one. Uh, Tyler Clapp committed to Adrian's ACHA team, uh, one of the top top ACHA programs in the nation. Uh, you know, very good for him. I'm very happy with him. Whether you know, what, no matter which team he ends up in, uh, is going to be a fantastic program for him. Uh, Tanner Escrow should be committing to Iowa State here within the next couple of weeks. Uh, another fantastic ACHA Division One program. I mean, they've won multiple national championships, and um, you know, I have a former roommate who's actually playing there as well, and I can't speak highly enough of that program. I mean, they have fantastic coaching. I've been in contact with them throughout the season, and you know, they've been fantastic to me and the Tanner as well. Um, Mitchell Idolski is kind of kind of narrowing down his plans. It's same with uh, Raleigh, Raleigh Carlson here, and trying to just kind of figure out which one's the right fit for him, and hopefully commit here within the next few weeks. But the fact that you have that uh, solid group of guys, and um, most of them have been here for multiple years, the yeah. fact that yeah, uh, they are moving on to especially Division One programs, any program with the with Division One in the yeah. title, you know, that's it's at least somewhat prestigious. It's not easy to make that roster, yeah. and uh, you have four River Wolves, multi-year River Wolves here moving on. So that's got to be uh, good for the yeah. program here moving forward too. Yeah. When you're trying to get in new new players here, right? Yeah, and then, you know, ECHA hockey's definitely taken a big step up. You know, it, for a few years there, it kind of took the bad rap being, you know, quote-unquote club hockey. Um, but, you know, it's definitely taken a step away from that. You know, I mean, there's multiple players. I mean, my best friend, you know, played ACHA Division Two, and he's he's got pro contract offers over in Europe and in the SPHL and Federal League as well. So, I mean, it's definitely competitive hockey. You know, there's some really good players that come out of ACHA, and, the potential to advance your career is still definitely there and you know it's you have the potential you know the potential opportunity to go to some bigger schools where if you know if you play ncaa division three hockey you know you might be going to a tiny school with you know not as great academics wise but you know it's just for the title playing ac you know ncaa but um that's fantastic for him and you know I, I think that'll be great for our program going forward as well and division three hockey can be a heck of a lot of fun i oh, can yeah. attest to that obviously getting to watch one of the best division three teams in stevens yeah. in the whole country in stevens point it might be you know my opinions might be a little skewed yeah. um but another uh thing that you mentioned is you know contract opportunities uh, overseas over yeah. in europe things like that so something for people to remember in hockey it's not necessarily the NHL or bust, you know, in, in football and now there's leagues like the XFL and stuff. But basically, if you don't make the pinnacle, you're not yeah. making money. But that's not the case here in hockey. You can make money elsewhere. Yeah. And I mean, you know, those, those smaller, you know, minor pro leagues, I mean, it's not much money by any means. But I mean, your housing's usually provided. Transportation's usually provided. And some leagues out in Europe, I mean, they even provide schooling for you, you know, free of charge, which is awesome. Um, and plus, it's a, it's a hell of an experience to go out and, you know, say you play pro hockey and see the world. Mm-hmm. Very much uh, for the love of the game, uh, a lot, and, and instead of the paycheck in a lot of those <laughs> situations. Uh, so jumping back to uh, trying to recruit uh, more players here, we talked a couple months ago um, on one of the podcasts about the difference between uh, you know the draft, the tendering process, uh, things like that. I know you have one official tender yep. signed. Could you just give us a quick recap on what the tendering process is and then yeah. uh, who you got signed? So basically, tendering process is kind of the contract before the contract. It just prevent, you know, protects your rights within the NA3. So you know, it prevents other teams from trying to recruit this player. Um, and our first, con- uh, you know, our first official tender signing was a player named Kobe Hansen out of uh, Superior High School in Superior, Wisconsin. Um, you know, very solid player and you know, hard work ethic, great kid. You know, which is most importantly, what you're looking for, you know, you want the 
good kid over anything else, and you can work on the hockey stuff later. Um, but, you know, I think especially tapping into a, a hockey market like Superior, mm-hmm. um, you know, that just has a, a wealth of history as far as hockey's concerned. You know, I think that's going to do wonders for this program. Um, you know, I still have 10 or 11 tenders withstanding them, still trying to get kids to sign. Um, you know, and I think that will start progressing here within the next couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's going to be great for this program and uh, just kind of keep keep building off that and hopefully get some local players in here as well. I know local kids uh, are a big focus for you. You want to try yep. and build this team. Uh, at the, obviously, uh, the surrounding areas of Wausau, but even just keeping it in Wisconsin. Yeah. Superior is not very close to Wausau, yeah. but it's still a, still a Wisconsin yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. uh, and all things relative when you're talking about bringing in players from across the country when yep. you're just going to feel ours to superior that's still pretty close to to your hometown uh so so any of the players that are not signed to a tender or have made commitments are eligible for the na3 draft is correct. that correct yep, correct so the draft is happening on hockey tv uh, on April 23rd. So yep. is it basically a rat race to try and tender all the yes. all the uh, kids <laughs> before the 23rd? Yes. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it definitely gets cutthroat, definitely gets, you know, rather competitive. Um, you know, some of these teams that have been around for, you know, 13, 14, 15 years, you know, definitely have a little bit of an edge on, on others and, you know, kind of have, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, a corner on the market. Um, but, you know, it's, it is what it is and you just got to keep grinding away and, you know, building a program, you know, it takes time, you know, it's not going to happen overnight and you got to build that reputation. And I think that's, you know, that's something that I personally, I think I'm starting to kind of get going around and, you know, word of mouth spreads and players, you know, players are your biggest advocates. And I mean, you know, I know that I've, I've mentioned this before. I know that these guys would do anything, anything for me and I'd do the same for them. And I think that that's going to do wonders going forward. That's the ideal relationship you'd like to have, <laughs> uh, you know, with your players as a coach. Uh, something you mentioned to me right before we started recording that I didn't even know was possible, honestly, was uh, the idea of uh, selling tenders. Yeah. Um, tell us how, how that's possible a little bit and what a situation might be where that would be um, the preferred course of action rather yeah. than bringing that particular kid in. So, I mean, basically you could trade tenders in the same, same manner that you trade players. Um, you know, you could trade them for draft picks. You could trade them for cash. Um, and, you know, I mean, kind of the you kind of want to hold off on that for, you know, however long. And um, you can even, you know, and even during the season, you can trade players for tenders um, and draft picks as well. Um, but, I mean, kind of my, my course of, you know, thought of action is I want to hold off on it until I know, you know, I'm not going to be filling them or whatever and try and get some cash out of it so we could use it towards the program and, you know, do other things to help out the, you know, help out the program and get some get some new stuff in here. and um, But, you know, definitely, definitely I think you want to, fill them out as much as possible and that's my goal is to fill out every single one this season um and i think it's you know i think that's a very achievable goal but you know it's always definitely something to keep in your back you know back pocket and then when it comes to the draft uh does it work like the nfl where it's basically the teams with the worst records get to draft first yep so um last season it was eight rounds uh this year for uh, you know unbeknownst to me they cut it down to four rounds um so i mean those those picks are going to be definitely a little bit more valuable um, you know, I'm definitely going to have to draft a lot smarter than, you know, last year, you know, kind of took a couple chances on, you know, okay, I'd, I'd rather just protect his rights kind of deal. Sure. Um, so, I mean, it's definitely going to be, you know, definitely changing. That adds a whole new element into the uh, yeah. the draft process side of things. You know, like you said, you go from eight to four, and yeah. all of a sudden, all of a sudden your picks become twice 
twice as valuable, twice as important, and uh, even more so than that because you're missing out on when you get to take a shot on four different kids, you know, yeah. even if one out of those four ends up working out well. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, only, only four only four in the first place. Uh, it's definitely going to present some new challenges for you guys, but at least you know that already going right. forward, and, and you can uh, keep that in mind going into this uh, draft here. And again, the draft does happen on April 23rd on Hockey TV at 3 p.m. Um, do you know the spot that the Riverwolves are drafting yet? Like the actual I think, we're, number? I think we got third overall. But, third overall? You know, we didn't finish in second or first, so I, mean, I guess I'll <laughs> take that. Um, but no, that, that last one kind of helped us out a little bit. But, you know, I'll take that. And, um, you know, kind of last year I ran into a situation where, you know, team team traded ahead of me for, for the spot ahead of me and took the kid I was planning on taking. So um, it'll be kind of nice to get the kid, you know, prefer to, you know, mm-hmm. plan on getting. Um and, you know, kind of get, get that going and just keep building. Yeah, third overall, I'm sure there's uh, some talented <laughs> hockey players that are yeah. going to be up towards the top uh, available there. And beyond the new players coming in, uh, obviously a large portion of your roster has to be made up of uh, players we've already seen yeah. in a Riverwolves uniform. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, commitments yep. that you already know who's coming back? Uh, are there any guys that are up in the air yet? Uh uh, give us, yeah, there you go, grab the, grab the <laughs> roster, give us the rundown on uh, who's coming back. Yeah, so as of right now, I mean, we just finished up our, uh, you know, our exit interviews yesterday, and every possible kid that has said that they're, you know, that is able to return is planning on returning. So, I mean, we're sitting at 12 for sure's, one possible, and then added our tenders. So that's 14 players right there, um, and then add in two pre-post kits. So, I mean, we're sitting at 16 skaters already, which is a hell of a lot better than I started out last year, and then add in two goalies. Um, so, I mean, that's, I couldn't be more happy with how that is. And, you know, the, the returners that we got coming in, I mean, are the right players. I mean, we got some top, top talent with, you know, Casey Couture, Sam Baker, um, you know, our top four or five D have already committed to coming back as well. So, I mean, our D core is going to be real solid next year. Um, and I, I really couldn't be more excited, you know, add some depth here and just try and get a couple more goal scorer forwards. And I think it's going to, you know, something definitely really encouraging going forward. Yeah, if you could get one, like, ringer on offense, yeah. somebody that can just find the back of the net. Yeah. Some guys just have that natural knack, yeah. you know, no oh, matter yeah. where they are on the ice, no matter where they take yeah. the shot from, it just seems to uh, find the yeah. back of the I net. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at the first season, you know, you had a player like Matt Irwin who was on a team, probably, you know, arguably, you don't want to say worse, but at least talented team, you know, as far as Riverwolves have been concerned. And he was able to throw up, you know, 65, 66 points. I mean, for a, a player like that would do wonders, especially mm-hmm. with, the, with the depth and the talent that we have on this team. So it's kind of a matter of just finding, you know, one or two of those players and keep going to work. Yeah, find somebody that'll fit in well with uh, what you've already established yeah. here. And, uh, I mean, as far as, like, the business side and the fan side of things, too, to have a lot of names that yeah. you recognize, yeah. um, especially in a program like this where you do know, you know, there's a limit. These guys are only going to be around for a couple years. Right. But when you don't have total turnover every single year and you have to learn the new players yeah. and everything like that, it's nice. You get to uh, feel a little bit more connected with yeah. the team and the players that are out on the ice yeah. when you're uh, sitting in the stands watching as a fan. Yeah, and, I mean, from a coaching perspective, it will be nice. I mean, There'll be a couple of players where I've, I've worked with them for four years, and I mean to have a have an extra year with these guys. I mean, you know, we already have a pretty good connection, but you know, just kind of maintain that chemistry between them as well, and then myself as well will be just fantastic. Just a couple uh, last questions here. I know you got to get going. Yeah, um, just quickly take us through the uh, process at the end of the season. And you said you had your exit interviews yesterday. Yeah. Um, 
after that Wilmar game, did you guys get on the ice again at all, or did the boys come oh. back and pack up their gear and everybody give hugs and say yep. bye? Or that was that... pretty much it. I mean, I know they had a little get-together this weekend, and, um, you know, basically we got in through their stuff in the locker room and checked them out yesterday, got all the equipment returned, and did, did our exit interviews, you know, about a half-hour kid, and, you know, I was here at the rink basically all day, so, I mean, it can't complain about a day at the rink, you know, and um, went all pretty smoothly, and most of them are on their way home right now. Well, the all-important question is, did they ever get to see Tropic Thunder? Oh, yeah, they absolutely did. <laughs> yeah, we finally finally got finally oh, yeah. got towards the end of the season. Yep. Well, there you go, a, a, a shootout win and Tropic Thunder towards the end yeah, of the season. You, you can't ask for anything more. Uh, last question here, Coach. Um, besides for everything that we've talked about, like recruiting players and things like that, your, your typical coach's uh, duties in the offseason, what are you personally going to do? Um, do uh, you have any plans to go anywhere and take some yeah. time off and relax, well, or are you I'm just going to keep working? I'm headed to Florida um, end of the month, and actually from Florida, I'm heading right up to Boston for a showcase. So it's going to be quite a trip there. Um, you know, lots of travel as far as for hockey is concerned. And you know, I'll be got the senior showcase going up this this uh, weekend, so I'll be traveling for that. That's only to Wapping, so a couple couple hours away, and um, try and try and hit some you know as far around the country as I possibly can as far as that travel is concerned. Um, otherwise, my summer plans, I spend I spend my whole summer up in uh, Deerwood, Minnesota, coaching at the hockey camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we've mentioned that a couple times, but um, I'll probably head up there mid-April, beginning of April, work one week on, one week off, and just try and earn some extra cash, do some odd, odd jobs around the uh, around the city and, you know, around my parents' house as well. You know, I know there's always stuff to do and um, recruit, recruit, recruit. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that's basically, that's a full-time job right there, and it's uh you know, it's definitely a grind and, you know, a lot of a lot of work for a little reward. But, I mean, I think given where we're at right now, I think it's going to pay off, you know, going forward. You know, got that experience, too, so I'm not really, you know, I kind of have a better feel of what's going on as far as, you know, as opposed to last year is a little bit of trial by fire. Yep. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm feeling pretty confident about what's going on right now, and I feel, feel good going forward. And I'm sure even within yourself, now that you have, you know, that full year of head coach under yeah. your belt, like the leaps and bounds you're going to make between season one and season two, oh, yeah. and then say season two and season <laughs> five, you know, within a few years here. I can um, definitely say I, I learned a hell of a lot this year, you know, and a uh, little bit of a stressful season as far as, you know, kind of being a one-man show for most of it. And, um, you know, I learned more than I possibly ever think I could have, you know. Well, congratulations on a fine season, and uh, good luck with everything. Enjoy your off season, and enjoy the uh, search for a new assistant coach. Yeah, absolutely. So, I appreciate it. And, uh, of course, thank you for sitting down and giving us uh, all your time here uh, yeah. on the podcast well, over the course pleasure. of this season. Um, hopefully, I will be back uh, next season. If I'm still in the area, I'll definitely be back. If not... I hope this podcast uh, continues and carries on. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, thanks for uh, all the time that you gave to us here inside the den this season. So that is is head coach of the Wausau River Wolves, Colin Bailey. Whether it's an employee outing, youth hockey group, school group, birthday celebration, or customer appreciation night, bring your group together and share in the excitement of River Wolves hockey. Take advantage of our group ticket packages today. Be the office hero and book your group outing with the River Wolves. For more information on group nights, visit riverwolveshockey.com. And welcome back inside the den. One final time this year, uh, we have Director of Business Operations for the River Wolves, Zach Surway. Zach has been with us uh, every single episode of the podcast uh, since we started way back at the beginning of the season. Zach, I 
talked with Coach Bailey a little bit about the uh, big picture season review as far as uh, play on the ice, but could you give us a little bit of a season review as far as uh, fan attendance, uh, promo nights, uh, things from the business side here? Yeah, overall, we were really uh, on the business side of uh, the operation. We were really happy with how things turned out in terms of the, the support uh, from our fans and, and from the, the, the corporate community. It's been, um, you know, obviously just finishing up our third season. We've been really um, blessed with all the, the support that we've received from central Wisconsin. Um, you know, it's a very good hockey area. People are, um, you know, understand it a lot more than, you know, some other areas in, across the state. So it's, it's been really well received here in the first three seasons. And uh, now that this season is officially over, of course, the uh, hockey season never seems to be truly over, but uh, one season ends the next season starts right away. What's the uh, off-season timeline and schedule kind of look like from now until opening night uh, next September? Yeah, so starting uh, now, you know, we're wrapping up things from the, the following year, but um, the season, the preparation for next year has already begun in terms of um, some of the different uh, promotion ideas and, and some of the different um, things that we want to accomplish as, a, as an organization. and. And going forward here, um, as far as the off-season schedule, um, I don't know if probably you spoke with Colin about in terms of the draft and obviously the players. That's a big uh, acquiring the players for next year. That's a big part of the off-season. And then also, um, in terms of you know reaching out to the different corporate partners and um, building those relationships over the course of the the summer. And then once we get to about uh, middle. Uh, Middle of July, we'll have our schedule for next season. Um, and then after that, around uh, mid-September, we'll have our promotional schedule and we'll be at it uh, for 2020-21. So you mentioned the draft uh, real briefly, and obviously most of that uh, responsibility falls on Colin. But do you have uh, any input as far as uh, players selected or even just suggestions on uh, who you think he should look at or anything? What's your involvement as far as... Uh, re- recruiting players or drafting players on that side? I mean, not, not a ton. If there's something that I can help logistic-wise or if there might be a, a rare situation where I know a relationship, but, I mean, really kind of my role in that is to help support Colin and um, anything that he needs help with, um, you know, logistically and things like that to help coordinate what we want to do and, and how we're going to plan for those uh, situations that are, you know, happening in the recruiting side of things. And then uh, next season, when you come watch the River Wolves, uh, you'll get to see the new upgrades to the rink. And uh, obviously this doesn't uh, fall only on the River Wolves as there are multiple programs that play inside this building. It's owned by the county, so uh, a lot of hoops to jump through uh, in order to get uh, new things, replacement things inside the building. But I believe we're getting new boards and new glass. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So um, it's been a long time coming. I can... From speaking to a lot of people from the, uh, whether it's in youth hockey or, um, you know, just high school programs and j- just different people in the community in general, um, I think from what I've heard is the boards have been, are 40 some years old, so. Um, I believe it. <laughs> it's definitely, it really has come down to, um, you know, it's, it's a safety thing for the players and uh, it's going to be awesome to see those and it's going to, you know, help out with the. Uh, aesthetics of the arena and, and having new glass and new boards. Obviously, the sight lines will be be better. 
um, and having a much cleaner uh, look to things uh, with that. So it's I'm I'm pretty excited about it because it's it's been a long time coming. I'm sure people that I've only been here for three years. Right. And it seems like they've worn on me a little bit, but I can just imagine the people that have been you know in this area for you know thirty some years uh, having to deal with those uh, boards. Or even uh, Coach Bailey over there. I mean, these boards are definitely the same from the first moment he stepped on the ice and played his like a uh, large amount of his youth career, high school hockey here. And the boards are the boards were probably twenty years old by the time yeah. that even started. So uh, um, everybody's excited here to get new boards. It'll be aesthetically pleasing, and uh, maybe we can have a big bonfire out in Marathon Park. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be even more hoops to uh, jump through, yeah. restrictions that we'd have to work around. Um, but yeah, those new boards are coming, and hopefully they'll provide a lot of uh, favorable bounces for the Riverwolves in the upcoming seasons. Uh, a lot of uh, thank yous, a lot of uh, people to address there uh, over the course of the season. Zach, I'll just let you uh, start to kind of rattle off all those uh, people we want to recognize. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you know, going into, going through a, a season, um, you know, just completed and obviously coming up on a, another season that we're playing for is there's a lot of different people that go into all the things that that occur, whether it's on game night or, you know, through the playing process, getting up to that point. So I just want to thank all the, the fans, all the corporate partners, um, all the game day staff, the interns, uh, especially all the built families for all the things that they do with housing the players and, um, you know, to the to the coach, uh, Colin Bailey, for all his work that he's done on the ice. And then also to all the um, people with the county and the parks department that, um, you know, the different Zamboni drivers that help keep the facility clean, um, you know, to Jamie Polly at the... Um, the director of park department for all the great work that she's done since she's been on board um, here over the last year. So um, really excited for where things are, are going in the future, and just want to you know thank all those people that have been so integral into our success um, you know as a business here in Wausau. Yeah, a lot of moving parts to uh, make this whole thing work, and uh, we are glad and thankful to have a lot of wonderful people there to uh, help us along. Uh, some of those people, as you mentioned, are interns, and it mm-hmm. uh, seems like we can never get uh, or never have enough interns. Looking for more, of course, for next season. And uh, interns, very, very, very important here with the River Wolves. If you're interested, uh, Zach, how should they uh, go about uh, applying for internship? Yeah, so we'll have our internships. Uh, actually, we'll just uh, be announcing those here probably later this week in terms of the availability. It'll be similar to what we had last year, last season, but, um, you know, especially, you know, these kids that are in college, that one of the things that's really cool about the internships that we can provide is uh, it's a, a fast-paced environment, as you know, on game day. There's mm-hmm. a lot of different things going on, so um, you learn a, a lot in that short period of time, and it's, uh, it's something that you can take your... Um, knowledge from the classroom and apply it into a real-world setting, which is obviously invaluable to people in the future. And you have real real responsibility, too. I mean, we depend on our interns a lot uh, on game night. And yeah, whether, I mean, whether they're writing a recap story or executing different marketing things for sponsors at the game, uh, there's a lot of different things that, you know, I, I depend on them to, to execute. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously with all interns in those situations sometimes it's it's there's, there's a reason why it's an internship it is a learning process so 
it's something where uh, as just like how our players on the ice they get better throughout the season it's the same way uh, through interns as well and as Zach mentioned there is a whole array of uh, different things you can do as an intern here uh, with the Riverwolves so uh, contact Zach or the front office and uh uh, let them know if you're interested. It really is a, a great opportunity. It's a fun time, too. I mean, you say you're going to work or you say you're going to your internship, but uh, you're just heading to a hockey rink watching yep. a hockey game, so it's a good time. Yeah, it's better than uh, going and grabbing coffee for someone and uh, or making copies, endless copies for, for someone in an office. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Or putting putting together those TPS reports or something. Yeah, I'd, I'd much rather sit in the lobby and sell Riverwolves gear or uh, you have an opportunity to be uh, participate in-game as well. Things like Chuck-A-Puck uh, out there while they do the Dash for Cash. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of opportunities, as mentioned here, with the Riverwolves. So please contact us if you're interested in an internship. Um, other people that may be interested in contacting us would be uh, potential advertisers, or uh, even billet families, right, uh, if you're interested? Yeah, so we'll be definitely looking for, um, you never can have enough uh, billet, good billet families as well. Um, so, you know, if you're interested in billeting, you can reach out to us um, either via phone or via email, and uh, we'll connect with you and schedule a house visit to see if that could be a good match for us. And uh, one of the things that's, you know, speaking that you brought up with the different marketing partners, the thing that's been cool over the last, um, I would say probably a year and a half is there's been a lot of people reaching out to us wanting to work with us. So that's something that's when you when you get to that point, that's that's pretty exciting where people mm-hmm. understand what you're about. And uh, like I said, we've been really well supported. And the people that, um, you know, are partners of us, you know, they understand our role here in the community and, and the, the different exposure that they can get here um, at River Walls Games and at Marathon Park. All right. Well, Zach, thank you for uh, all the time you've given us here inside the den over the course of this season. Um, Of course, if you want to look at anything Zach and I ever talk about um, or continue to try and find updates throughout the summer, you can follow the River Wolves on any of your favorite social medias by searching Wausau R Wolves. You can, of course, check our website at riverwolveshockey.com. And uh, Zach, what is the best way to get in contact with you? Uh, the best way to probably get in contact with me is over the summer is via email. So that's just Zach, Z-A-C-H, at com. All righty. Well, I think uh, that means this is it for the 2019-2020 uh, season. Um, it's been fun. It really has been fun. I'm glad uh, this podcast grew. I didn't know if it was going to be a handful of episodes or what it was going to end up being, but uh we lasted over 15 episodes almost every single week. Got almost the entire roster on uh, on uh, for the players only segment, and uh, we've had a lot of fun here. And hopefully, as I mentioned uh, with Colin as well, whether um, I'm back or not as the host next year, hopefully this podcast lives on and uh, continues on rolling just like the River was program. For sure, looking forward to it. And, of course, that is Director of Business Operations for the Riverwolves, Zach Surway. A massive thank you to uh, all of you who have been with us all season long, whether you've heard one episode or all 15 episodes. We thank you for the support. Uh, Feel free to share around this podcast. Put it on your different social medias. Let people know that this podcast exists. It will still be out there uh, during the summer. And then, as mentioned, hopefully we'll be back in a full roar next season. So until then... Thanks for being here inside the den. 
I am Jake Senholz. You can follow me at Senholz on Sport. Keep up with the River Wolves all off-season by searching Wausau R. Wolves. And we'll talk to you in September. Thanks, everybody, and let's go Wolves.